0: Welcome to Asleep by Nine.
1: My name is Alyssa.
0: And I'm Jeremiah. Hello, hello. Hi. Today we've got an important topic, and I want to get right after it. We're going to talk about all of this stuff going on with the police uh, and the protests, riots, whatever is going on out there. Okay. Uh we don't always so- do current events. So those of you who are new to our our podcast don't think that this is always going to be the case. Um but right now it's there's a lot of important things happening in the world and we just feel like it's important to to bring it out and and you know, make sure that the dialogue, the conversation is out there in the world and people are being heard and stuff is being said hopefully in a healthy and thoughtful way.
1: Yeah. I agree. I don't feel like it would be right to not address it at this point and move forward and pretend that I don't, you know, I'm at the wrong angle to look at you and talk.
0: No, don't touch it. You're good. (laughs) You're good.
1: We have issues with me touching and moving the microphone.
0: (laughs) And constantly trying to look wherever the microphone isn't.
1: I know I don't like it. It's right in my face.
0: Well, even when, even when you're facing me directly, I, you try to. I know because it's
1: uncomfortable. It's pretty. It's funny. like someone being right in your face while you're trying to talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. So if- set the
0: stage. You've been doing a lot of reading, and um, you've been actually getting way more active on social media, and people have been challenging you oh and all kinds of stuff. So it probably makes more sense if you go ahead and kick off <laughs> what's going on in the police defund police is that the um, the language that's being used?
1: Yeah, I think um
0: I think that's a terrible language first. Right,
1: like maybe we should start with that. That the yeah, that it's it's defund the police, which I think is misleading because people I think automatically go to That means we won't have police anymore. And that's not my understanding of what uh, the, what am I trying to say? The issue really is. Yeah. People
0: are talking about how then the police are just going to disappear. Right. But there's nothing.
1: Right. It's more like reform the police or uh, reallocate the funding for police and keep the police. I don't think anyone is saying the police should be disbanded. Um although I can see where if you only hear defund the police and you only read that headline it's it's a little misleading. Um it's a
0: lot misleading. And let's be real. This is one of the problems. You know, you all the the fake news stuff that's been out in the world for the last few years, right? This is how it happens is people read the headlines. They right. don't read the story.
1: They grab a snapshot. They, well,
0: yeah. And let's be real. That's also responsive. The responsibility also falls on people like you and me who are doing a podcast. When we name this, how we name it matters. Like it makes a difference to how people will approach the conversation. Um, well,
1: I, I would hope so. And- And I guess that's part of the whole thing with uh, maybe social media is, you know, you have one person maybe that posts just the headline and maybe their opinion on that headline, which is, I mean, basically what I'm seeing is, (laughs) I'll use the nicer language, but like, oh, give me a break. We're not going to have police. Good luck next time you're getting beaten up, raped, murdered. Like, and that one person has let's just do it on a small scale they've got 100 friends and out of those 100 friends even 50 percent hold on to that they grab that they spread it and it just spreads like wildfire instead of anyone clicking on the link reading the actual story and breaking it down and figuring out what it means so when I first brought it up to you or you first saw something that said defund the police what did you think? Did you go to, oh my gosh, you're going to dismantle the police department?
0: Uh, honestly, I thought that was just such an asinine thing to say that I was like, yeah, well, that'll never happen. Because based on the way our constitution is written in all the states and across our country, our, our federal uh, constitution and our state constitutions, the we're going to have protection uh like it's it's foolish to think that we would ever go away from that now can we do it better than we're doing it you know one of the things that i did the other day when we were talking in the car was i was looking up the uh the the statistics of um you know uh, ethnic diversity within different Uh, police stations. It was, it took me about 10 seconds to find the page where you could look by precinct all across the country. You just pick your precinct, right? You know, Los Angeles Police Department, right? And it would tell, it actually did a side by side comparison population, 40%, this police department personnel. 40% that same race. So if it was, uh, you know, uh, white, it would be for the population and Los Angeles was actually very good across the board about creating what we would probably consider equity. Um, You know, it was, it was almost identical to the general population in the LA area. Um, There were others that were significantly off. And so, you know, there's some things for, you know, you know, creating um uh diversity in some of the police departments that should be done for yeah, sure. Yeah, but
1: that's not really where the defunding the police um is it an issue? I don't know what the right word is, but um I don't think that's what the reform is looking at. I'm not saying it doesn't need to happen. Yeah, I know. Uh okay. Um so I was just trying to figure out when I mean, I know you said that you thought the wording was ridiculous, but um I can't think of what I'm trying to say right now.
0: What should it be worded?
1: I don't know. reform, do you think police Maybe. funding reallocation i don't I don't know what the word should be, um, but I do think defund is a little misrepresentative and I also think that um yeah
0: it kind of makes me wonder where that language came from
1: I don't know I don't I was trying to sort of look into that and I saw a few things saying like it was just an at the time it was just an easy thing like it was just kind of a thing that came up and they were like oh yeah let's go with that because it was um Quick and easy, like if you're gonna go protest to put it on a sign or to chant it, you know that it was just a, a short little thing. Um,
0: yeah, reform would but, have made, made more sense, though. And you just—I mean, that you a and I think ago. that.
1: I I don't know. I don't know what the
0: reform means to redo, right? To restructure, change it up. Change yeah, it let's up.
1: let's reform. And so, um, along those lines of reform. It's um, mind-boggling to me when you read it and you look at what is being proposed and what the ideas are. I'm shocked, honestly, at the number of people who are, frankly, pissed off about it. Like, I've had people really come after me uh, (laughs) about it, Um, you know.
0: But why? Why are they coming after you?
1: Uh, well, this one woman first of all basically said how useless my two college degrees are in psychology and sociology, which was pretty offensive, honestly. I mean, I'm I'm not going to lie. I was like, "What? Like how do you know how my degrees are being used or anyone with those two degrees because she specifically went after sociology and psychology, which happened to be what my degree is in. Um, And she called them useless. And then she basically said anyone with those degrees should feel free to take on the situation that police would be put put in. And within 10 years, we would all be dead. And she had dead in capital letters. And I was like, wow, you're really angry about this um what was
0: your response
1: my response was yikes <laughs> Literal. i said yikes um i asked her why she was so angry because i was really interested where it was coming from like where is this anger coming from um and then i told her that um i was not a licensed therapist So it probably wouldn't be me going into certain situations, but that my husband was a licensed therapist. I have friends who are also licensed mental health professionals, and I have heard from you and others that they think it's a good idea that funds are reallocated to include mental health professionals. I have uh, one friend specifically in a bigger city than where we live um, that already works pretty closely um, with sort of law enforcement stuff on mental health issues, and I know she's been saying forever she would be happy to fill that role because, I mean, to be fair, police are already probably overworked, They have to deal with a billion different scenarios, and I don't want to be offensive in any way because I know they work hard and they're putting their lives on the line, and I appreciate that. I am not an anti-cop person, Um, but I do think, you know, they don't have this degree in social work, mental health education where some people who have spent their lives devoting to social work therapy mental health education they could help fill the role right it doesn't mean that they get a call that someone's being raped and they're not going to show up but maybe they get a call that you know there's a guy down here and he's he's talking kind of about crazy stuff and we could really use some intervention can someone come down and help us figure out if he is ill and he needs help or is he on drugs and we need to like do you know what i mean let's let's bring in someone who has a little bit more experience i don't know what i'm saying do you know what i'm saying Well,
0: only because we talked about it yesterday. I know. So maybe
1: you can say it a little bit better than I can.
0: So my question then would be...
1: Oh, you have a question?
0: Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about melding the two worlds of mental health and policing... Well,
1: not just just mental health. But is that what you want to talk about specifically?
0: Well, then what else?
1: You mean where the funds would be reallocated?
0: No. We're talking about... um, Melding, you were just telling me that you were talking about mental health being part of the police process. Yeah. Is that what you were just saying?
1: I mean, yeah, sort of.
0: Okay, then what else were you saying? <laughs>
1: uh, that's just one piece of the puzzle, I think, where they want to divert some funding. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay, other pieces of the puzzle?
1: Where they are, would like to see funds reallocated?
0: You said that was one piece of the puzzle. I know. I'm- yeah.
1: Okay,
0: I just want to know what the pieces of the puzzle are that we're looking at:
1: mental health, education, housing, youth services. So, how that would translate to other professions? Maybe would be counselors, social workers, um, tutoring, after-school programs, trauma services, um, anti-violence programs. Just
0: a- so you said mental health, housing.
1: Yeah, education and youth services. And I think the idea is they would use people who are already part of the community, already working in some of those areas, and they would either help in certain situations where cops might be normally showing up, or I don't know maybe they would take over you know some of the calls that come in would be diverted to the different sections you know I'm not, I don't even know that that part is worked out I just think it's that's the general idea as I understand it I'm sure there are many pieces that I am missing but that's from what I've read in my research that's what I understand
0: So my initial take so you just gave me a bunch of new information I didn't have Okay My initial take is there's no way this will go through. Why? There's too many pieces. uh, When when because I mean I'm just thinking about the way that I am aware of politics working. When uh, you know when you do the line item, you know pieces. uh, There's there's too much there to get a whole package through. You might be able to get, but and and then the other part is, then they except try to that, sneak stuff in, and it just becomes a big.
1: Except that if you're saying expedition. like, um, you know, let's just say that I mean, I looked at some numbers, and uh, I couldn't, f- I just quickly, and the last number I found was from three years ago, that the police budget was 115 billion dollars, and that included state and federal so it's a mix of things and it was broken down even more um but let's just say like why couldn't you say okay instead of and I'm just using you know I'm not I don't know anything about anything (laughs) so I'm just throwing numbers out to make it easy but instead of allocating 115 billion all to police you say okay $100 $100 hundred is going to go to police, or $100 billion, and then the rest we're going to put here and then put here and put here. It doesn't necessarily have to be a line item if you can figure out a way to take away and add. Do you like the way I simplify it?
0: Yeah, and I like how distracted you are tonight. I know. I you're have having this... a hard time getting anything out. Well, because I can't scratching. think of the right words
1: and I have this bite or I have something on my ankle that- You should stop scratching it. At itches it itches so bad. Uh-huh. It itches so bad.
0: You should stop scratching.
1: I should. It.
0: It. You're going to hurt yourself.
1: It's too late.
0: So in theory, what you're saying makes a ton of sense.
1: Right. So that's what I don't, I don't necessarily want to talk about the nuts and bolts of it and whether or not it would actually go through or no, I don't I think it. we're there yet. But it, I, I more wanted your input as a mental health professional, what your thoughts are. And if you think it's... A good idea to include other people in, I don't know, maybe they would consider it police business. I don't consider it police business, but in community issues, in, are you supposed to be part of the conversation, do you think? Yes. Okay.
0: Short answer is yes. Yes. We've learned through the educational system, through mental health, um, that uh, having what we call wraparound services Mm -hmm. are, are better because we then have less blind spots.
1: Do you think you also then have a lesser need for police in the way that they are being called to situations that maybe they don't need to be? Yes. You do. That's a question I really have been wondering yeah. about. Yeah. So give me an example of a call maybe.
0: Well, I, I'll give you the Okay, so really it should be done in tandem, like together with mm-hmm. because there you know, the, the problem with uh people who are you know uh, unstable with their mental health is they can sometimes escalate really fast. Yes. And so we need somebody there who can detain. Mm-hmm. And most mental health professionals are not going to want to get certified to detain people. No, I agree. It, it just because it, it changes the relationship. Yes,
1: that's exactly what I was going to say because you want to be there really to help de-escalate that's and if right. if you try to then detain
0: then you have a problem. Right. And so having somebody there with the ability to detain should the need mm-hmm. arise, is important. And it's good to have that in the background sometimes.
1: So maybe they would be your backup.
0: They would be in a situation, <laughs> in some situations. I'll give you an example. I used to work at a uh, public school in Oregon. And we're, we would go to uh, football games. And I was uh supervision for football games so the 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 high school would would um, pay some of us to attend and de-escalate situations that that would arise uh, so they would they would find staff that the students tended to trust stuff like that mm-hmm. and so I was on their list pretty much every single football game yep. um, and there were times that When I was working with the kid and then the resource officer uh, would, you know, the the kid was being belligerent or was obviously high on something and I was getting them calmed down um, and then either the resource officer or somebody from uh, the police team would show up. I would watch the kid actually escalate. Mm hmm. Because now they're scared on top of everything else. Right. And instead of getting them home safely, they literally had to get arrested and transported home because it was, it it became something that was out of control when it didn't need to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And The, the hard part for me was sometimes, and this didn't happen very often because the police in the area did eventually learn who I was, what I was doing and what my role was. And they would figure out that, you know, if I've got a kid calming down, they didn't need to come and take over. Right. Um, and, and then we stopped having arrests mm-hmm. at the football games. And it wasn't because kids actually got that much smarter. It's just, we were able to manage them through it and get them yeah. home safely. We would contact a parent. The parent would come. They would sit with us until the parents showed up. I mean, we had kids that would be high knowing they were going to get busted by their parents. Mm-hmm. But the alternative was having the police get involved and they chose their parents.
1: Right. As most kids would. It's the right. lesser of two evils. Right. right? Like here.
0: <laughs> and so we were able to get them into the custody of their parents. Um, and, you know, that brings up the whole conversation of, well, school has some responsibility to keep drugs off, of, out of football games and out of off the property. You know, they they get high or drunk before they show up. And so, you know, I mean, that's a whole different topic we don't want to get into right now, but that's an example of how the police could use somebody in the mental health area Mm -hmm. to to de-escalate.
1: Right. Uh, And sort of going along those same lines, since we're talking about things that happen at school, um, I did read some information that they were saying um, uh, taking some of the police officers out of schools and maybe funding more counselors, uh, social workers, people who can like what you're saying, kind of get to know the kids in a way that police officers probably don't have time to do, or the kids are seeing them as scary or Mm -hmm. looking for kids in trouble and not so much an ally, um, which would also be great if we could change that at some point. But do you, go ahead.
0: I want to tell you my problem with what you just said. Okay. Okay. The schools right now, the vast majority of schools across our nation, and this is my opinion, having worked in public school systems, don't use counselors to get to know kids.
1: No, I they agree. They use
0: counselors as a backup administrator. Well, they use they counselors use them for, to
1: schedule their classes. To schedule
0: classes, yeah. to do, you know, maybe some college prep stuff, but then Who's then, then supposed to get to know the kids?
1: Right. So that's why I'm saying if you, that's what I was saying about if you had more funding available,
0: I, my, I, I hear you. You my, still don't think it would I be used that way. I think schools would misuse it. I think that's what's happened. I don't, I don't think the the counselors yeah, so originally a, were there to know the kids.
1: So maybe it's at this point, even kind of what you were saying about it, getting approved or not, or getting it pushed through, even if it did get pushed through, It would also call for some education reform. Yeah. Yeah. Which we've talked about for years. I mean, mean, everyone knows that that needs to happen. It's just not.
0: They're called school counselors. They should be able to know the kids. That should be their first priority.
1: Oh, I agree. Their second
0: priority should be able to, should be helping those kids move into life. Not... Just on to the next grade or just on to college or just, no, move through life. Some of those kids in high schools won't go to college. So then what's the school counselor's role with that kid? Now, I, I've known some really good school counselors, but their time gets consumed mm-hmm. with things that are supposed to push the academic and but, anybody and- who's not going to go on gets left to the side or it's like, well, what do we do with them? And they, it's, it's It's, not,
1: it's also the whole um, issue also of, especially in bigger cities where you have so many kids in one school, right. And then you've got a counselor with, I don't even know how many kids possibly on their caseload to try to even figure out just their, schedules like you're saying and then maybe then it's like okay let's work on the kids that are trying to get college figured out and then like what you're saying then you've got this whole other group of kids who just kind of fall through the cracks because there's they don't have enough time they can't get to every single kid there's mm-hmm. just no way
0: yeah i mean if you look at a That's counselor another
1: issue <laughs> well,
0: kind of I mean, it it connects because what the resource officers are there to do is create safety, right? Now, if every school counselor had, you know, say seventy five kids on their caseload, which, by the way, they have like three hundred or four hundred in a lot of situations. I
1: was going to say that seems probably like it's low.
0: It is, but they would get to know those seventy five kids throughout the year. The resource officer, do you know who they get to know?
1: the kids that are causing issues the
0: kids who are causing issues right
1: well and i don't know when i was in high school we had a security guard he wasn't a cop um
0: yeah a we, lot of a we lot of schools have are... even
1: had to i don't know but he was there and he did have a better relationship with the kids who tended to be in trouble but he also wasn't um you know he came to School in jeans and a t-shirt. He was just a guy around campus. Like he didn't have a presence about him that made him feel scary or like you were going to be in trouble or that there was a reason to be worried about your safety, right?
0: But he was just always around.
1: Yeah, he was around. He was walking around the school grounds. In between classes, Um, you'd see him. Yeah, leaving the school grounds. There were lots of times that he was like, do you have a note? Uh. Yes, I do. <laughs> but now my same high school and even our school here, there's police officers in uniform. The cop cars parked out in front of the school and they're there.
0: Yeah. It's like we're always ready to react
1: right. instead
0: of putting uh, And this is probably where the I don't know because I haven't done all the looking up stuff that you have. But the defunding police situation, what we as a culture, have, in my opinion, this is just one humble opinion. Go ahead. We we probably have to pay attention to being more proactive. And that's not just with policing. Oh, I think it's... It's, it's with medical. It's with everything.
1: Even in just your day-to-day life mm-hmm. with your own kids and with your spouse, like being proactive instead of reactive, which is... Right. Hard. We've talked about that too. Uh, it takes more time. It takes more energy. Wrong. On the front. Hold on. On the front end. Yes, it does. Yes. But once it's there and yeah. people figured it out, it's smoother.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the same argument. I, I tell you, every time we do something significant at work, I'm like, I either put the time in now or I put twice as much in later.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, if if you can be proactive, it's usually more helpful.
0: Yeah. And it creates intentionality, which actually provides people comfort when people know where we're going and they know why we're going there. They're more likely to say, okay, I could get on board with that. So as far as the police matters go, though, um, you know, I I just can't imagine if it's called defund the police. Uh, I mean, I think that's silly to even consider defunding, uh, Mm -hmm. reallocating. I'm all good with that. I mean, there's, there's, it's a lot of times we miss opportunities to take a bird's eye view of who we are and make intentional changes Mm -hmm. right now. The police departments are probably doing exactly that. They're taking a bird's eye view saying, who were we? Who are we? Who do we want to be? And that's a good thing. I I, I hope
1: so. I mean, I hope I think now is is
0: as long as they don't start justifying or blaming. It's a good thing. If they're really objectively looking at themselves as best they can, it'll be a good thing.
1: Yes, if they are. I hope that they are. I'm praying that they are because now is a, I mean, it's time for things to look different. And I know that uh, I think some of the things that I've been reading in people's comments and posts and and stuff, I feels like it's coming from a place of fear. And, you know, you're used to it looking this way. And so trying to look at it another way might feel scary or silly even like oh why does anything need to change it hasn't affected me it's fine like everything is fine but that's where like what you're saying you have to be intentional you have to and look outside of yourself and your own situation and see the bigger picture and see where maybe not where you want to go but you know, what do you want it to look like for your kids or for your grandkids? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Do we want a bunch of police officers running around who know our families and our kids or who are only around when we are in crisis? Mm-hmm. And I think when we say it, when I say it like that to me in my brain, it becomes a no brainer. Right. If, if they're going to be protecting me, then I should interact with them in my days from time to time. Like there should be, you know, if I'm walking down the sidewalk, I might cross paths with a cop. Like, you know, if I'm, you know, out on a bike ride, how come, how come I'm not crossing paths with a cop? If I'm, you know, going to work and I'm crossing a busy street in downtown, and what am I, I, I see the police driving by. Mm-hmm. I should be walking with one, you know, like uh, it, it's just the way in which they're present in a lot of cases is only in crisis. It's only in crisis. And that becomes a problem because then everything they're taught is to react to the crisis because that's where they are. Mm-hmm. When they're not in crisis, they're trying to catch a breath.
1: Right. So I think for me, when you say it that way that that to me also just um, solidifies the need for other people in the community to be coming alongside and being available to help in certain situations because I mean like I said before there's a lot of pressure in that job they they are reacting in some situations where it's a matter of life and death. And it's, I mean, that cannot be an easy thing. And then when you add on top of that, the expectation that they are also going to need to go into every situation and deescalate every situation, and they're going to need to know how to talk to people with mental health issues, people going through domestic violence, scared kid you know, all of that stuff that I don't know that you can expect from any person without help.
0: Mm-hmm. Like imagine, imagine this. I don't, I don't know why this just came to my brain, but imagine if every police officer across the nation was given 5% of their week was dedicated to just going out in their community somewhere. That's like two hours a week out in their community somewhere And just being, they were not designed during that time to respond to calls, Mm -hmm. to, you know, anything. They were just present in the community with, you know, maybe, maybe they were just walking the downtown streets. Um, Maybe they, they got on the corridor and went for a bike ride with whoever was there when they got to the parking lot.
1: Can they do it without their guns and their stuff, their full gear? Cause I feel do you, maybe I feel like the message is different. If you if you if you're there to just kind of, I don't know. I I just think it would send but it.
0: A, we would want them to be uniformed so that people knew. No,
1: I'm not saying not uniform, but like, can we can we take off all the extra gear? Can can maybe. you just wear your? I don't even know your hat and your shirt that identify you.
0: But again, that has nothing to do with defunding it's just yeah right it's just Reform.
1: Ch- it's just changing reform. the way that it is mm-hmm. right um another thing i was thinking about kind of going along with you know that there's so much that they have to do you know i was trying to sort of relate it back to like um you know when you're when you're working let's say a, a, an office job right like a normal office job and you have that required um HR training once a year for sexual harassment let's say yeah it, right mm. you, you're required to sit through an hour training and then sometimes you're required to sit through the hour of well at least I was um, diversity training and then you know there's all these different trainings that you're required to go to once a year right you go that day you listen you you pay attention whatever right what happens six months from that day it's, you're not thinking about those trainings. And so as a cop, right, maybe they are trained a little bit for mental health issues. And maybe they're trained a little bit for trauma issues and a little bit for this, right? But then mm-hmm. in the heat of the moment, you're, what you're saying, you're just reacting because that's the initial response. It's it's probably very hard. And I'm not saying that they only have an hour of training. So no, don't take that the wrong way. But you know what I mean? Like you're trying to then draw back on the last time you had training on that or experience in that last situation with that same sort of issue. And that cannot be easy. Right. It just seems like someone might be a little bit... Better equipped to handle it or help.
0: For sure, I, I mean, I think there. I mean, there could be definitely somebody better equipped, but there's also somebody better equipped to set up those trainings too. Like, I would well, be curious. <laughs> I would be curious. Do you curious, think they're online now? Probably. I
1: bet they are. I bet. I they're would not be even in person.
0: And. You know, every community has people with mental health issues. I, I can think of, you know, let's say we were going to do a local training with the police department here. I would, the first thing I would do is uh, I would say, okay, who in the community has a mental health issue that creates some really challenging mm-hmm. situations? Maybe they're, they're bipolar or borderline. Right. Maybe they're uh, a, a narcissist, schizophrenic. maybe <laughs> schizophrenic. Yeah. You know, and I, I would say, good, I'm going to have a panel of people with mental health issues. They're coming to do the teaching. All right. I'm going to help the, the, you know, get things rolling and create the conversation of what do we do if you're in a situation like, uh, you know, the police are at your door. Well, I'm freaked out. So, you know, at that moment, this is what's happening for me Mm -hmm. and talk through it while they're not in an episode. Right. And help the police empathize and see them as human. Not only that, but if we, if we were to do that, say twice a year, that would give me like you know maybe eight people from the community that those police work in that they're in front of at least at some point during that year and if let's say they run into one of those eight now not only are the police safer those people are safer and if you did that year after year after year you would know A good percentage, because let's Mm -hmm. be real, borderline, uh, you know, bipolar, schizophrenic, stuff like that. I mean, a lot of these, this is less than 3% of our population. Mm -hmm. This is a small percentage, but they're causing, not those people, but the mix of them and law enforcement can cause escalated behaviors and really poor outcomes. And they don't right. have to.
1: And I also just want to um, like a PS to everything that we've said. And this is my own personal opinion. You can agree or not. But the things that I am suggesting, obviously, I am fully aware that that only works for cops and police officers and departments that are interested in changing and who are there for the right reasons like I don't I don't want to make the assumption that every police officer out there is a good person and and do you know is going to make the right I understand that there are bad apples um I just think that instead of saying police are bad all police are bad I would prefer to look at it that They're there trying to do the right thing, and they just need some help. And we should, as a community, as a nation, look at how we can help them help us. Mm -hmm. And if there are cops that are making bad choices, they need to go. Like, that's part of the reform, is making sure that there are guidelines in place to—
0: To lay people off who should be laid off
1: to fire people who are meant mm-hmm. to be fired. Yes. Like there yeah. there needs to be some reform in that sense too. I don't I don't want it to seem all Pollyanna over here that I agree. <laughs> this uh, is good the answer to everything. I just think it's a a well, good starting point.
0: Yeah, there's there's uh I, I was listening to somebody, oh gosh, this is probably like a year ago. Yeah you know, hiring is guess work. It always has been it always will be. Hiring is guessing. Firing is knowing, right? So when we know, not that I ever want to get fired, but if I ever got fired because my boss knew something that, that meant I wasn't a good fit for where I was, frankly, I don't want to be there either. Do you know what I mean? Like who wants to be somewhere they don't fit?
1: Well, I think there's a lot of people out there (laughs) that would look at that a lot differently yeah but th- those are I, those are people really who would do. be
0: there for not the right reasons,
1: yeah totally, but you know i'm I'm just saying like, yeah,
0: if you're not the right fit there's a there's a place in the world for well, you
1: and know. there has to be systematic things in place that then allow whoever your boss to get rid of you when you're not the right fit mm-hmm. and I don't know either. System's not being followed, or it's being set up really not in the best interest of.
0: No, the people. it's it's also based on, in my opinion, it's also based on fear, because if you fire somebody, then oh, they you might, might get sue. Sued, yeah, and right. if they sue you, then that's a whole lot of attorneys' fees, and it's this, and that. I mean. It, No offense to our attorneys in the world, but they, there's definitely a complicated, uh, outcome when we fire somebody. So it has to be a justified, uh, layoff. You have to, you have to fire them with justification and then that has to go into their personnel record. And then that makes them harder to hire. Sometimes you just want to say, you're not the right fit. Go somewhere and be comfortable Go go somewhere be happy because mm-hmm. this is not gonna get you there. Yeah, and you can't do that because if they sue, you'll end up paying a lot of a lot of money potentially. Well, especially okay, we're
1: getting in, off topic.
0: That's true. <laughs> I don't know that we were ever really on topic know, because like with the police f- thing, did we, did we ever get into why we're even talking about defunding?
1: Well we talked about the language being
0: off. Uh, I know, but What do you mean? Because it's about the the race stuff that's going on. Yeah. Right. We, we talked about that last week or Well I th- I the think people before?
1: probably can make the connection with the current climate. That's true. Don't you think? Yeah. I think our listeners are smart.
0: Yeah. Well hopefully we gave them some things to think about.
1: I hope so and I I really hope that um if you're listening and and you see it differently like i would love to hear like when i was saying that i asked that woman why she was so angry that was not to be like bitchy or sarcastic that was like i am truly curious about um, why people think that yeah people's people's uh, strong reaction to this and and um, overall fear and, you know, I just, I just want to know what people's thoughts are.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, genuine curiosity. I I mean, and I'm willing if you send it to us, you can even say, don't, you don't need to respond. I don't need to respond. I just, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Are you curious?
0: Um, I love learning how people function. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, think about what I do for a living. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's definitely intriguing to me and you know what? Y'all got to get on it. You got to let us know what you think. Yeah, uh, we love feedback. Your you, what you write might inspire us to um you know to to have a different kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, we came at us at this this whole conversation with one from one angle and we rabbit holed down oh, a few different tunnels. I'm sorry. But hopefully it's, you know, it's it's got some uh um uh, uh, some of your brainwaves sort of going, ooh, that's interesting. How about- Like a
1: sticking point?
0: Yeah, like, yeah, things, it's got you so, sort of wondering what the solutions are because we, honestly, we we don't probably spend enough time talking about solutions. So mm-hmm. give us some feedback. Tell us what your solutions are. I, I would love to hear the creative ideas that come out of you.
1: Yeah, I agree. Cool. Cool. Thanks right. for sticking through um, my- Scratching and loss of words when I can't think of the right words. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Love okay. you, Bean. Love you.
0: Thanks for joining us. Please feel free to contact us at a Sleep by Nine podcast on Instagram.
1: And if you don't have Instagram, you can email us at the Asleep by Nine podcast at gmail.com. and that's the number nine.